Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Can we just talk about summer for a second? The sun shining, the beach calling, and oh, the style. Macy's is your ultimate summer style destination, whether you're jet setting or just chilling in your backyard. I'm all about easy breezy outfits and Macy's has it all from flowy summer dresses to those must have espadrilles and Levi's skirts. Macy's has them. Oh, and those Dolce Vita sandals. Let me tell you, they're a game changer for all day comfort and style. Don't even get me started on matching sets. We all know I live in matching sets all year long. So I've got my eye on some super chic sets at Macy's. So whether you're prepping for a vacation or a staycation, head over to Macy's.com slash own your style and let Macy's hook you up with everything you need for the perfect summer vibe. That's Macy's.com slash own your style. Don't miss out. Own your summer style with Macy's. Let's make this summer one to remember. Becca, do you want to clean that matches your vibe? Sure. Are you tired of meh smelling cleaning products? Totally. Well, then clean confidently with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It's powerful, clean and refreshing scents transform every room in your home into a coastal getaway. Because it smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox and feels like inspiration. Get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store. Also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rapp, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everybody. We are scrubbing in. Scrubbing in. And I'm really excited because today we have a guest on the show. And she is somebody that I met when I was doing the E-Red Carpets. And I really don't know much about her story and where she came from. But I really love her and I admire her. And so I'm really excited. She is an Emmy-winning television host, radio personality, and model. She was born in Honduras, but moved with her family to New Orleans, Louisiana. She's a fellow Louisiana girl. She is best known from her time when she was co-hosting on BET's music video countdown program, 106 and Park. And she has also been a correspondent on Entertainment Tonight. She is currently a contributor for GMA3, What You Need to Know. Please help us give a warm scrubbing and welcome to Roxy Diaz. And she came in bringing beignets. She is a Louisiana girl through and through and brought us a beignet box, which I think they're Louisiana owned, right? So the owner in partnership with Christina Milian, um, she is a Louisiana girl and they brought beignets to to LA. They're delicious. Yeah. Very close to Cafe Dumont, yeah, yeah. but you know, they're, they're, <laughs> they're really good. so sweet. I don't know if we've had a guest bring in gifts for us. Are you serious? No. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with these guests? <laughs> not since the, since the pandemic, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no. Well, okay. Yeah, we're like that. getting back into the groove of it, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, well I'm glad to have started off the trend so, of so sweet. the trend of, of gifts this is so roxy I, I you did this also you got me i remember during award season you got me that ted lasso yes uh, jersey yes. i love ted lasso so much she got me a ted lasso jersey i remember this yeah she also brought us all champagne one year for the grammys like 
She's just, that we drink after the yes, broadcast. Right. After. Right. After. after yeah. the broadcast. That was yeah. a celebration. <laughs> well, I, so Tanya has been talking about you and like how much she loves you for forever. Oh, I hope I live up to the expectations. No. You already are. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You brought gifts. You're good. <laughs> I'm good. You have nothing else to prove. In there. Okay. But. Um, and then just randomly, we were at the same event that uh-huh. this like lunch that Allie put on and um, we were sitting across from each other and I heard her speaking and say her name. And I was like, you know, Tanya, right? And yep. she's like, I love Tanya. She's like, I'm going to be on her podcast. And I'm like, yeah, I am. I'm scrubbing up with you guys. Okay, got it. Got it. I was like. Does she have another podcast? Or are you talking about my podcast? <laughs> what you're be on? I have no idea. Yep. Um, and then we discovered we're both from Louisiana. Yeah. We really just bonded over lunch. Yeah. And it was so unexpected, but so fun because I texted Tanya after and I'm like, I got to meet Roxy weirdly, like right before she's on the podcast. Yeah. I know. Perfect timing. And it was it was really cool because I was because then we were gonna get Tanya jealous of like yeah, yeah. how we became besties yeah. instantly. <laughs> and um, you know, but no, I would never. You you and I are bonded doggy, doggy for life yeah we're the bonded dog moms for sure bonded dog moms no but i really like i just i feel like and i really want to get into your story just because i feel like you're so good at what you do but you're just such a good person but uh, like when you're starting to do these red carpet shows and you're kind of thrown into the mix with people that you've never met before like i've had not so great experiences and which i don't talk about because i don't want to bad mouth anybody but it makes me appreciate the people like the Roxies of the world oh. that really kind of like throw their arms around me and make me feel welcome and, and like lift me up in all these situations. And I felt that like instantly from you. Thank you. And you also have this confidence about yourself that is it's called years in doing this for too long. <laughs> you don't think you had that when you were a kid? Um Strangely, I've never been asked that question before. I, I don't I don't think it was something I ever thought of, to be honest with you. Like I'm I'm very secure in knowing who I am and what I bring to the table. If that's and that's the I think that's something that I learned throughout the years. I don't know if, if it was something of importance or I thought about as a child, you know. I wasn't a confident student. Like I wasn't confident in school or doing yeah. grades, but cheerleading and soccer and sports and things that I knew I was good at, I always nurtured that and I was super confident in that. Um, but confident in like the industry and today, Roxy Diaz, that definitely took time and years of knowing what you bring to the table at the end of the day. You're staring at me like well, I didn't no, say the you, right answer. No, no, you, you moved from Honduras to Louisiana and that's mm-hmm. it, when you were two. And then were you raised there from then on? When yeah, did you well, move to we, LA? Went, we went back and forth. So summers were in Honduras until I was about 13. And then we did our school year here in the United States. Um, but I mean, if anybody were to ask me, I was like, I, I grew up American at the end of the day. Right, I, right. I don't know anything else but New Orleans, Louisiana. And then when home. did you move to L.A.? I didn't move to LA until 20, gosh, uh, 2012, 2013. Cause I was in New York beforehand doing 106 in Park. Oh, so that's kind of where around. you started doing yeah. your work. Yeah. I started television in New York. Uh, 106 in Park was my first gig on BET, um, which is where a lot of my fan base knows me from, like the foundation mm-hmm. of my following. Um, but I started my radio career in Dallas. And then from Dallas, I went to Boston and Boston to Chicago. You know, when you're in radio, you just move around, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're lucky 
to just work in the number one, number two market like it's nothing, you know? I always tell her, I'm like, dude, that's like, don't you don't you go nowhere. Um, but it's, you know, I, I did the whole radio, radio tour, I guess you would call it, because at that time, as a radio personality, you just want to be in the bigger markets. And mm-hmm. my, the biggest market, well, I had a syndicated show before, but um, but I was in Chicago. And then from Chicago, I went to New York to start television. But I was already in radio before doing television. When you got into radio, was there, because I know Tanya talks about when she first got into it, the struggle was having people believe in her and believe in like her having that position on the radio. What was your struggle like getting into it? What were your like, what were your fights? It, it, It wasn't, I was, it wasn't like I was like working at a radio stage because I started off on the street team. Mm-hmm. And so from the street team, I was working street team and then I was working with the program director very closely, like kind of like assisting him, you know. And then um, but also I was so enamored with the board and coming into the studio. So then I would hang out with the night jocks and go in there and like learn how to run the board, learn how to like input music, learn how to input my liners and everything like that. I was learning all of that. So all of a sudden I become a board operator. And then the program director was literally like, I like your raspy voice. I just (laughs) want to hear you on air. And I had the I was board opping from nine to like one a.m. or something like that while they were doing live broadcasts at the club. So I'm board opping. But like at two a.m. or one a.m. to like five a.m. or six a.m. whenever the morning people would actually come in, it was like. Go ahead, crack the mic, go try it. Just read the liners. Don't, there's not much you could screw up at that time. You know, nobody's really yeah, listening. Yeah. So just go for it. And, and that's what I did. Um, I would practice on air, mm-hmm. you know, and it, 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 I was lucky to have a program director that just liked my voice and wanted to hear me. Um, and then there was an opportunity that I opened up for a midday personality in Boston. And then they were like, go, just, you know, try it. You're going to starve. Like I remember, I remember my mentor at the time telling me, he's like, you're going to eat pizza and you're going to eat ramen. You're going to starve. I think I was making like 40,000 or 50,000 a year in Boston. So it's like I'm starving. But I was at the number, what was it at the time? I think Boston might have been number seven or number Mm -hmm. eight in the market and top 10. So Mm -hmm. it was starting off at top 10. Yeah. You know, Dallas was already five or six at the time. So I was within the top 10 markets at still. And so, yeah, that's. That's how it happened. Um, practice and determination mm-hmm. and, and just, you know, I always tell everybody that wants to get into radio or do this. Um, start by reading the liners for the station. Mm-hmm. Start by reading the commercials that the disc jockeys feel like they got to get paid to read. You read them for free. And then, you know, the program director likes your voice. Then, you know, maybe you get a shot doing overnights or something mm-hmm. like that. That's that's where you, you can't just jump in you know, at a major time slot, it's not going to happen. You yeah. got to, you got to earn your way up there. So unless you're like Tanya and you're just part of the biggest no, syndicator. Tanya had the grind I too. Had Ryan, Cause yeah. I was behind the scenes of that show. So I wasn't on air with Ryan until like four years in, maybe mm-hmm. five years even in with Ryan till I got the on air position. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. It takes time. And most people don't even get to stay where they start. Like most people have to move a go lot. to the smaller, smaller markets just to get your name and get your air check ready and get the chops. And then you can get to 
a bigger market and, you know, good luck for those people that are going to be moving around because they're not going to go anywhere anytime soon. So yeah. <laughs> radio is crazy. It radio, is totally radio is wild. Crazy. But what I do like about radio is the dependent. And I told you this, the dependability and the mm-hmm. stability that if your market likes you and your audience likes you and you keep those ratings up, then you can have a very, very long career, you know, yeah. in radio. Right. Because like the entertainment industry is very, it's like, you never know. No, you never know. I tell everybody like, the average the average uh, lifespan for a personality on television is three to four years. I got we got lucky at one hundred and six in Park, and we were there seven and a half years. Yeah, but you know, like I can't even tell you the last time that something like that study was ever presented to people. Unless yeah, you're now you, part of a series show. When you got one hundred and six in Park, was that kind of like your moment where you were like? Was that your first big paycheck, your first big role? It like I made it? Definitely was a big first paycheck. And then it <laughs> definitely was like, you know, oh, so this is what we're doing now. You know, um, it, it it was the definite, the foundation to the start of television career for me. But I would have not got 106 in Park if it was not for radio. Because the program director um, and... Um, the head of talent at the time, he came from a radio background and he was a fan of radio personalities being on air personalities because they knew timing. They knew how to read liners. They knew how to transition into thoughts. They knew how to do interviews. They, they just radio personalities have the foundations to become great TV personalities at the end of the day. So I always tell people, I was like, don't think it's just jumping into television. And now like, there's video cameras everywhere in the radio yeah. station. So yeah. you're not even not on camera. You're always on camera. <laughs> yeah. So radio is like always a great place to start, you know. Did you practice. have like, did, knowing that he was interested in you, did you do, go through like the audition process and interview process still? Or did you? For 106? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I came out. I was like, it was like a American Idol cattle call line. You know, they were looking at like the first, I don't know. I think it might have been like, let's just say, First 500 people in line get to try out because it was like a new it was a new face search. It was like MTV's who want to be a VJ type of thing. Yeah. 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 So like those casting cattle call lines are literally you're sleeping outside. And at this time it was Chicago in February or March. Nobody told BET it was going to be freezing cold, (laughs) you know. And um, but yeah, I stayed outside and I just cared. I just wanted to be one of the first 100. So I slept overnight in the line. I was like number 1779. I think I was. Yeah. Yeah. So then what? It got narrowed down to two. From that, the cattle call to two people? Yeah, from over 10,000 people because there were those people that had agents and stuff that also got (laughs) got into. But over 10,000 people, and then they just picked two. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. That's an ego boost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good at the time. Yeah. It it definitely was. It, it, you but know. this industry has a way of they can boost you up and knock you right right back down. Yeah. 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 They definitely could do that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great that the network at the time gave, uh, really new faces a shot, Mm -hmm. people with talent a shot. Mm -hmm. They picked, they picked two of us to host that show, but then they picked five for the network to host other individual shows too. So, um, but the, you know, the big, the big thing was, was the flagship show. And we didn't know that they were even looking for talent for that show at all. We had no clue. Can I rant for a sec? Please. 
Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Rakuten is a rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, pets, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores like Macy's, Best Buy, Petco, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the easiest and smartest way to find the best deals and savings. And every time I visit Rakuten.com, I'm always shocked by the thousands of brands that are featured. Me too. Did you know that Ticketmaster is one of those brands? So next time you're trying to see your favorite artist live, you can earn cash back when buying tickets with Rakuten. And the best part, membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Plus, cashback rates change daily so you can keep checking to find the best deal. The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You can get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving, and their members have earned over $4.6 billion in cashback. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cashback really adds up. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I feel like therapy, in all seriousness, it wasn't something I ever knew I needed until I started doing it and I realized how much of an impact it had on my entire life. I think the thing with therapy that's so good is I think that everybody has an ego. We all think that our way is the right way and it's the only way when in reality there is no right or wrong way. And I think therapy really opened me up to that. Like I'm playing therapist in some of my relationships. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's right. How, that's how much therapy has helped me. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash scrubbing today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash scrubbing. I was curious because I remember when Tanya was, when y'all first met, she came back and she was like, there's this girl, Roxy. She's amazing. And she like made me feel so comfortable. And she was like hyping me up. And I'm curious if you ever had someone that was like your Roxy when you went into like a job position. When I first took over uh, 106, the host before uh, the free, uh, she reached back to me and she gave me you know she put her arm around me and was like this is what's gonna happen mm -hmm. like, you're about to be you're about to be thrown to the lions because this Ooh. is a big show and it comes with a lot of publicity and it comes with a lot of eyes and things that are gonna be thrown at you so she kind of gave she kind of gave me the heads up um when i came to la i had a phenomenal phenomenal um producer executive producer by the name of Linda Bell Blue. And she was, is an iconic woman to ever yeah. work with. 
and four when it comes to entertainment news. She's just freaking bomb. Like she's so awesome. And, um, and it was funny because she was like that typical, like, uh, EP of a big show for <laughs> entertainment tonight at the time and getting like a chiropractic work done while she's in her <laughs> office. That's all glass and like all like everything. It just, just wild. And, and she was so great, but she really taught me my red carpet chops. She taught me what it was to expect. You know, ET was, was a great foundation for that too. So yeah. yeah. But, um, uh, other than that, you know, I've just been fortunate to work with some, some pretty amazing people. Not mm -hmm. everybody is great. You right. know, not all of your EPs are great. And, yeah. You know, not all of your producers are great, but I've been really fortunate to have been surrounded by some really, really cool people. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Cause I think it gives you the spark to go like, I want to do that for other people who are coming into oh, yeah. this. Yeah. Well, I, I think what happens in our industry is that we as females feel like we have, like we're all competition against each other. <laughs> yeah. And that's really not the case because whatever's for you is going to be for you. Mm -hmm. It's if, if it was just not meant for you, for you, it's just not, it yeah. doesn't mean that you're any less of a talent or what any more of a talent or whatever you're just not what they were looking for, or what they were trying to do for that, whatever job or situation it was. Mm -hmm. um, and I think uh, as people in this industry, we just have to learn how to kind of get thick skin and not take things personally. Mm -hmm. Cause it's not, it's not, it's, it's not up to you. You know, it makes no difference. It, it says nothing about who you are and who you're and what your talent is and what you bring to the table. Right. It just wasn't that table for you to sit at. That's yeah. all. Is that That's how you deal with rejection? Yeah, that's how I have. I, that's how I've had to learn how to deal with rejection. Like honestly, because it's just like, okay, well, I mean, come on, like this this industry, you're gonna get told no so many times before you get a yes. Like honestly, and even with my resume, I still get hell of a whole bunch of more no's than I get yes. You know, because now it's like, oh, you got a resume that's too much, and you're overqualified. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Like, you know, what do you want me to do? So, um, so yeah, it's it's kind of like you can't not you can only worry and take care of things that you can control. The things that you cannot control, why are you going to go into this deep depression mm -hmm. and? Yeah, it's like, ah, it sucks, you know, <laughs> but but at the same time, it's like it's out of your control. You can't you can't force anything that's not meant to be. Only God has your plan and your destination of what he he has planned for you. Now, you could help that process by studying and, and crafting your skills and surrounding yourself with people that are in the same industry as what you want to be in or in or putting yourself in that in that world, if you want to be a radio personality, then you start, you, you join the street team, you get your mm -hmm. foot in the door. You know, if you want to be a producer, or if you want to be in television, figure it out. How mm -hmm. do you get in there? Maybe it's script writing. Maybe mm -hmm. it's another way around, but I always think that it's better when you could be a self-produced person anyway, mm -hmm. because you bring more to the table. Mm -hmm. So yeah. But to answer your question, I cannot, I cannot stress out over things that I cannot control. Not that is thing. something that we are very different in. Yeah. No. Because I, I'm horrible with rejection and I, I take it deeply personal. Then I would tell you you're in the wrong business. Yeah. <laughs> I would tell you straight up you're in the wrong business because you can't. You, you can't. I know it's easier said than done, but you can't do that to yourself. Because if, if you're getting, re well, in the industry, we get no's all the time. Yeah. Too. Like we get, I've told you this too before on our off, off, mic you know on off air but you you cannot because there's all look this happened to me three times in my career 
there's a new EP that comes and they fire everybody and they want their talent in. Mm-hmm. That's nothing against me. That's an that's a new person that's in charge that wants to put their mark and and their people in. And if they don't work out, it's on them. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's it's above me. I can't I can't control that. Or I'm part of 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 a show and then the whole company switches into overnight. They're a new format, you know, something yeah. like that. I can't control that. Like right. that's something that I cannot control. And if I don't get the gig or if I don't get to do whatever interview or something like that, it wasn't for me to do. And it's not for me to like shit on the next person that did it. It was just meant for them to be. Mm-hmm. That just means that there's another door that's going to open for you. And I be- if you don't wholeheartedly believe that, then they're not going to open for you. Because you're getting in your own way by being pessimistic about it, saying, oh, man, you know, it never happens. I keep getting no's and stuff like that. You're putting their own energy out there. And then it's like, then you're going to be known as a Debbie Downer in the industry. Yeah. You don't want that. And trust me, I've talked to producers and I've ta- they'd be like, oh, all she does is complain about not getting a job, about, you know, woe is me in life. Nobody wants to be around that energy either. So, and I know you're not that energy because you're freaking sunshines and <laughs> balloons and sunflower <laughs> seeds. So, yeah, no, that's not you. But, um, but I, I would say it to anybody. I was like, if you're not used to, if you can't take no, then you can't be in this business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At all. I've been doing this for a long time. I know. I, I feel like you have done so much. Mm-hmm. Like, what for you, what does the future look like? Like, what do you want? What is there more that you want to accomplish? Is there something that you haven't done yet? Um, I... I would like to sit in like a main chair. I would like to get back into radio. You and I have talked about this. Yeah. Um, But I think for me, what I have not done is like a panel show, like the view or like the talk or Mm -hmm. something like that. That's still topical trending topics, but that's also political as well. Because as you get older, you just start caring about Mm -hmm. different things. And my views have, I've, transitioned into that and like a good morning america so right now i'm in the zeitgeist of good morning america and i'm super happy for any opportunity i get to work with them but yeah that's like you're a correspondent for the for gma3 i'm a contributor contributor yeah very very specific language really (laughs) very very specific contributor is different than what did i just say correspondent correspondent Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah yeah very different really yeah yeah contributor means you pop in every once in a while exactly can Correspondent. correspondent means you're a part of the team. Oh, interesting. Yes. That means you got a secure, <laughs> a secure, secure situation. <laughs> but aren't you on that path? If they have you as a... God willing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's the plan. I mean, that's what I would love. That's what I pray for every single day. Yeah. So you move back to New York. Um, It would just depend on whatever, whatever they need me to do at this point. That's another thing you have to be open to change and mm-hmm. open to... I think there was only one time in my career where I actually put my foot down. I was like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to move. You know, I'm not going to go do that. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It's just not for me. Um, and good thing, because that only lasted one season. <laughs> like something in my heart just yeah. knew that it wasn't for me. And imagine I would have picked up and left everything and went somewhere. And then that show only lasted one season. And what then was I the show? I'm not going to say. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I do want to say. I want to know if you had, you, let's say you had a show and you had a panel and you had you and three other women. Uh-huh. Do you have people that you would want to be on there with? Um, I, w- I like a diverse cast. Yeah, of course. Uh, different, different viewpoints, certain people in particular. No, I do. Yeah. I don't have that. Like, I just always know that a very diverse panel is and is always great mm-hmm. because you just I would like to 
talk to uh, what I believe my audience is and what I believe like people my age and those that follow me are into now. Yeah. Because it's not it's not about. I think the Breakfast Club does it so well that it's not just about your format anymore. It's about topics that actually are you know, interesting to whoever your viewership mm-hmm. is, you know, like stuff. So now, you know, you got them talking about finances now and talking about politics. And I mean, you have like the craziest people that go on to that show now. So it's, it's really cool. So I like broad topics, but also things that people are going to learn from, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. Help. And, and having like different viewpoints. So it's not all just like yeah. everyone agreeing on the same thing. 1, it's like, yeah. Like, Similar to the view is like, yeah. you know, you, you kind of, you right, don't want everybody that way. Yeah. You don't want everybody to agree with each other all the time, but respectfully, right. respectfully. Yeah. It's know. just having respectful dialogue, yeah. learning from each other exactly. if you can. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you brought this up and then you just grazed over it that y'all have the same dog that are like distant siblings. They're, they're a year apart. Yeah. They're a year apart. Yeah. But yeah. the same, same, mom, parents. same parents. Yeah. Parents. Just like, but they haven't met yet. No. No. <laughs> no. We have to make that happen. It has to happen. But I have to tell you, I I felt like last week I felt like a horrible dog mom because I realized I think there's a fine line between socializing and traumatizing. Uh-oh. And I think I really wanted my dog to be socialized. And so I sent her on these like walks or hikes with all these other dogs. Tell me about that. I think it was a bad call because now we I took her to the dog park last week I took her off her leash and she literally would not leave our feet. Like she would not go play with the other dog. She was like scared. And then this other dog came running up. These are friendly, friendly dogs. They were not trying to harm her. And she was like squealing. Like she was so, I was like, I have a little scaredy cat chicken dog. And I feel bad that I didn't like socialize her properly. I like feel like I messed her up. So now I'm like committing to go four days a week to this dog park to get her like socialized. You gotta be careful with dog parks though. Mm -hmm. It's not. So it's not a dog park. Okay. It's a park where the rangers leave at four. And so people come bring their dogs at four o'clock. Okay. But still, you got to be careful with dogs that you don't know. There's a, there's like how a do you socialize them? I mean, in small groups with small, with other people that have dogs that you know who that dog is and like you can socialize them that way. Like how you did for a birthday. Right, right. Like stuff like that. Yeah. Like the one-year-old birthday that uh, that humans <laughs> you're getting don't invited, get. You're getting invited <laughs> to her second oh birthday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. I just, I hear so much about dog parks that it kind of scares me too when I think about it. But, (laughs) but cause Teddy's with a dog trainer. So they have, he has dogs. So he's now socialized with big dogs, small dogs, like all sorts of dogs. So he plays well with other dogs, (laughs) but I don't know if he's going to just run off on me and like see another dog. Like you want them to be cool with dogs, but then you always want them like to have a safe, yeah. yeah, Respect safety boundaries on (laughs) And you can't force it. Like, she may not be ready yet. Yeah. Just be like. (laughs) She's enjoying it more. We took her twice and she's like slowly starting to like. Yeah. Play. Open up to it. Yeah. And then they got those places that you can go during the day and just take them. And it's like a whole bunch of dogs that. Yeah. Those like, it's like the Soho house for dogs. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't gone to any of those, but they seem amazing. Yeah. Teddy will be there. I'm like, Teddy, Teddy. I, I walk around, I go around too many times. I'm like, I don't know what I did getting another dog, but uh, yeah. Yeah. He, but it's the best thing in the whole world. He's awesome. Yeah. He's, he's pretty awesome. Presented by 21 Seeds. 
So, you know, because you have a ton of friends and throw lots of girls nights, it's important to always have a signature cocktail ready to go. Definitely. And people don't want to spend all their time at the drink bar. They'd rather be doing fun stuff like playing charades or having a dance party on the patio. Exactly. That's why 21 Seeds infused tequila is a must have. 21 Seeds is an award winning tequila infused with the juice of real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. So you only need two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. 21 Seeds makes the most delicious and easy margaritas ever. Yes. 21 Seeds is smooth, fresh and tastes incredible. And it's not overly sweet. It tastes like tequila. Just infused with real juice. Totally. And get this, 21 Seeds is female founded. Love it. Modern women, baby. Two sisters and one friend. All my friends are like sisters, so I can relate. Listen, if you love tequila like us, add 21 Seeds infused tequila to your drink bar at home. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Tanya, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? Honestly, no, there's not. I swear when my house is clean, I feel motivated to do more like at home workouts or organizing my closet. I just feel more productive, like I'm ready to take on the day. I totally agree. When my kitchen is clean and spotless, it makes things like meal prepping fly by. Clorox Sentiva provides a trusted clean with refreshing scents. Find your home's signature scent. Is it coconut, grapefruit or lavender? There's a scent for every vibe. Step up your cleaning game. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. You're in a relationship? Uh, yeah. Do you talk about that? No. Okay, great. <laughs> Good talk. Great talk. But you have a dog. I have a dog. <laughs> but is that a decision that you made early on? Always. From day one. So the funny thing is, in the beginning of my career, because of the first show that I was on, we weren't allowed to have public relationships because we were on a show that, like, I mean, think TRL. Like, it's like everybody either wants to be you or date you. Oh, was the, yeah. Was the, so our relationships were kept private. And I guess that was just something that I picked up throughout the entire right. my entire career is like not everything is for everybody, mm -hmm. even when it comes to social media. You know, I, I I I've been in my relationship for a very long time um, on and off. Um, but it's always like one of those things that I've always kept for me, because until he's my husband or until there is a husband, mm -hmm. then I'll be glad to divulge. And oh, really? Talk. So but that's in, kind of the line. Yeah, because it's like before then, what is there to talk about? <laughs> Like, honestly, like, oh, everybody's got boyfriends and everybody dates. Nothing is. But when it's like written in ink and stuff like that and it's like commitment now, it's like you really can't mess with mine, you know. 
But beforehand, if I like, I cannot be that girl. Like, I, you, you're great. You're a great girlfriend. There's no way in hell I would like put my guy up on social media and stuff like. Because then, like, all the nice things that he may do for me and stuff like that, girls see that and like, no way, they're gonna be sliding into his DMs. And thank God he doesn't do his social media. So it's like. No way. Oh, there's vultures out here. Tanya, you're over here showing your man can cook and he cleans the house and stuff. Somebody said that to me too. They were like, you prop him up so much. Like, yeah. I want to date him. And exactly. I was like, oh, I, didn't even, I honestly didn't think of it that way. Yep. They're going to want your guy. <laughs> Beware. Dark. Very. I don't, I just, I just, you know, as public figures, we give so much of ourselves to the world the two things i keep very close to my chest are my family and because they didn't choose to be in the spotlight right i did mm-hmm. um so my family and my relationship stuff like i just keep it to myself mm-hmm. now if you ever if you follow me at roxy diaz on instagram <laughs> and twitter and all the other things um lemonade's the new thing uh <laughs> lemonade yeah lemonade yeah oh yeah, I catch her up. Yeah. <laughs> um, nobody's on it. Don't worry about it. Nobody's doing it. Uh, but if you if you ever see me go on a tangent of quotes and stuff like that, that, that means things that are means not something good. Something is yeah. going on. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know why I meant that. Uh, but other than that, yeah. Wait, when's your birthday? I'm a Scorpio. November oh, we birthday. talked about this. Me too. Yes. Wait, did we talk about this? No, wait. I'm a Scorpio. The table talked about it, but I don't think we said that we. When's were your birthday? November 17th. Okay, I'm October 30th, so That's I'm a Scorpio, crazy. but I do the quotes too. Yeah, like, I think all females do the quotes. <laughs> oh, is that, I think okay. every girl does. The only when the you're quotes. dark. Yes, for me, it's only when, when I'm it's dark. Like a certain rabbit hole <laughs> contingency, like like when it's like you can do that all by yourself that's usually but all the uplifting quotes that's like genuinely me because like i do the uplifting yeah i was like i do that too yeah but no when it's like about your worth yeah the worth (laughs) ones and like (laughs) okay my so my best friend is also a scorpio and she does the same things when she's dark hilarious that is so funny i think it's a female thing though i don't think it's just scorpios i feel like i think we go dark though i think when we we do have a very tendency to be kind of crazy like how can we sting in a sneaky non- way yeah sneaky sting way. in a in a yeah. non-obvious way but see, it doesn't work for me because he doesn't have social media yeah, so it's yeah. not like he's like looking at it he gets the silent treatment for me that's like the worst thing you could ever do to any guy by the way if there's any ladies listening to <laughs> Wait, you right is that now really what i'm can I, i'm the worst all i want to do is talk i just talk all day to him i'm like we should talk we should talk we should have a meeting we should talk no that's the silent have a treatment. Meeting. silent treatment best thing you could do telling you because when you're not talking to them, they drives them insane. The one man in this room drives them insane. <laughs> Does it freak like you what? out if Allison doesn't talk? Yeah, that's spot on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Drives me crazy. Yeah, I'm telling you. I've never imagine done that. Ever. All you do is talk and you want to talk. Now imagine if you just go dead silent and you're not But then saying what do nothing. you do when you're like eating dinner? You don't, dinner? Like together? What? I'm not talking to you. <laughs> dinner? So oh, you're like mad like if you're in a fight. Yeah, if you're oh, in a fight. Okay. Like if it's like things hit the fan and you're like, you're not getting dinner. <laughs> dinner. Yeah. It's like Soldier Boy drink. No dinner. No, no dinner. You're not. You're not getting my presence at all. You get nada from me. No, especially dinner. Because and I throw down. So I'm a Louisiana girl. Yeah, I throw yeah, down. Yeah. So you're not getting nothing. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, no, I'm a bad fighter. I, I, yeah, I can't do that. The last thing you want to do is talk when, because they don't want to really talk. You got to, you do need a cool down period, which women we're usually bad at because we really Mm -hmm. want to talk things out. But then after that cool down period, you know, when it's time to actually talk with level heads, you can come together when you decide you're ready to speak. And how long can you not talk for? I'm curious. I did six months. What? I mean, he really messed up. <laughs> he messed up he really did bad. bad. He did really bad. Oh, wait. Were you, did you listen? Were you at the table when we were talking about all the like, I'm definitely not going to have that conversation on air. But yeah, we were all talking about different things that we endured. I and yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. But what about like a typical fight? Like a not so bad one? An, a disagreement. No, yeah. not with it. a disagreement. You save the silent treatment for big, <laughs> big things. things. Yeah. Big things. It has to be like, like big things. It can't be just like every little fight is a silent. Yeah. Fight. Like no, no, no. you didn't hook up the internet in the other room. Yeah. No, that's no. I always say pick your battles. Mm hmm. When it comes to relationships, especially men, you just got to pick your battles and you got to pat them on the back Six when they do one. legendary, though. Oh, no. Yeah. It was, he, he, he screwed up. <laughs> he screwed up really bad. So, yeah, that wasn't more of a silent treatment. That was like, we broke up. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> right. was you, like a We breakup. broke up and I'm not talking to you. So, it was like, there is no reconciling you know reconciliation now there's no then we're broken up you know? yeah. and then i don't want to even talk to you about it because yeah. we're done yeah yeah it took, um took me six i have a girlfriend so if we both are like leaning into the silent treatment it can get pretty um quiet mm-hmm. but she's more of a communicator she's kind of like tanya in the sense that she's like i want to talk it out and i'm like eh. i want to communicate daily like i want to like talk about things daily and to the point where like now it's a joke i'll be like so what are you thinking about now and i'll keep driving what do you think about now what's oh, on your mind whoa. So, so silence might be actually yeah. a treat for him. No. He'll be like, thank you. He won't even question it. He'll just be like, no. thank God. I think it would really throw him. Like, he'd be like, what is going exactly. on? Exactly. It would be, yeah. Imagine yeah. what he would, he'd be like, uh-oh. Yeah. I really messed up. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? It has to be for something big. It can't be I'm going to put that in my back pocket. And I think that's for anybody, men or women or whatever. Like, the silent treatment is like the worst when somebody just won't oh talk gosh, to you. I hate it. It's the worst. If, if Haley's silent, I'm like... Because she's she likes to talk things out. So if she goes silent, I'm like, oh, no, like, this is not good. Yeah. But I, I like I pull out the silent treatment more often. Oh. Yeah. yeah. When I need to. Vindictive. <laughs> <laughs> Vindictive. It's like, I know where I know where to hit you where it hurts. Yeah. Lady. No. I do. I, I, I feel like a lot. I really respect the like not sharing your relationship thing. But I've never heard someone say like, I keep it to myself until. We're married. We're married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have never posted them. Maybe on a story. I might have said happy birthday. And even then I say it like in third person, like happy birthday to you. It's <laughs> <laughs> like if it was Tanya's birthday, I would post her and be like, happy birthday to you. You know, I never, uh, I never, no, 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 I like not, that. I'm not going to do it. Power that. move. Yeah. <laughs> Both parts too. Like he's public person. I'm a public person. Oh, yeah. So we just, you know. We don't want to, you know, we just don't want anybody in our business. Because what if it doesn't work out? I mean, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like we were in that situation mm-hmm. where, you know, th- nope, 
didn't work out. Nobody mm-hmm. knew who I was dating or whatever like that. Yeah, so, there wasn't that public. Yeah, on pressure. top of the heartbreak, there wasn't the public, public pressure part. of like yeah. talking about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't need that. Yeah, and then yeah, and I don't need to go deep dive into my Instagram and do a delete, whole delete. Archive. Why? why? Yeah. I don't, you would have. Wow. Yeah, I'd have to have somebody do it for me. Yeah, there's, there's no way. I there's could no do way. It. No. Like, yeah, so I I prefer not to. You know, but I love relationship stuff. Like I love talking relationship stuff. It's it's great. But yeah. <laughs> Do you want to get married one day? Is that like something that yeah, you? Okay. Definitely. I'm I'm more in the sense of um, I'd get married, but I don't have to be married the traditional way. I'd mm-hmm. rather a spiritual some spiritual ceremony, um, because I I just feel like the business of marriage is what really breaks up a lot of marriages. Yeah. In the beginning. So mm-hmm. it's like one of those if it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Don't fix it. But I just want the ring part of marriage. That's it. The ring? Yeah, I just need the ring. (laughs) (laughs) I just need the ring. Because, you know, it's like something for women for that piece of hardware to be on your finger. And it's like a, like a, I did it. Have you seen, you have to watch this Taylor, you have to watch this Taylor Tomlinson stand-up comedy show Uh because she talks about that. Like, she's like, Women that are either like engaged or married, they walk around so they're, like they're at Target. And instead of saying like, "Sir, where's the paper towels?" She's like, "Sir, where's the paper towels?" And she's like flailing her like engagement ring up in the air. And like there is, there's this sense it, of like, it wouldn't be so much of a, like a flaunt move. It's more of a like one thousand percent in a committed relationship. But now you know that it's you're here. Like, yeah, you made that, and that ring has always signified. Hey, she's she's a good girl. She's taken, you know, and I, you know what I mean. Like she's don't mess limits. with her. Don't mess yeah. with her. She's off limits. Although that sometimes is more Turn attractive people to people. I was They're gonna like, say, yeah, hey, you're taken. I'm taken. So this is just a fling. <laughs> yeah, you know, no strings yeah. attached. Don't worry, I won't call you tomorrow. It's okay. I understand you're with your husband or your wife. So <laughs> like, there's people like that. But um, I don't know. Yeah, just the ring, and we say our our spiritual, you know, vows and. Promise not to sleep with anybody else, but just you. And, and that's it. I don't need the I don't need the government coming into my situation telling me how much taxes I got to pay and who gets to claim the child. If there is one, I'm, I'm good. I'm like, we'll figure that out on our own. Yeah. So we what you're saying is you need the rock. I just need the, the rock. Diamond. Yeah. Roxy needs the rock. rock Roxy, yeah, Roxy needs a rock. Roxy needs a rock. For sure. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be a rock. It could be you know, a pebble. Come on now. Tom. <laughs> Hold on now. I was gonna say like a nice gold band or something like that. I was like, Evel, don't even. <laughs> then get me twenty two, twenty four carat. Don't even worry about the pebble that you're gonna get me or man made diamond. Hell no, give me the old school thing. <laughs> Presented by Twenty One Seeds. So, you know, because you have a ton of friends and throw lots of girls nights, it's important to always have a signature cocktail ready to go. Definitely. And people don't want to spend all their time at the drink bar. They'd rather be doing fun stuff like playing charades or having a dance party on the patio. Exactly. That's why 21 Seeds infused tequila is a must have. 21 Seeds is an award winning tequila infused with the juice of real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. So you only need two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. 21 Seeds makes the most delicious and easy margaritas ever. Yes. 21 Seeds is smooth, fresh and tastes incredible. 
And it's not overly sweet. It tastes like tequila. Just infused with real juice. Totally. And get this, 21 Seeds is female founded. Love it. Modern women, baby. Two sisters and one friend. All my friends are like sisters, so I can relate. Listen, if you love tequila like us, add 21 Seeds infused tequila to your drink bar at home. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Tanya, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? Honestly, no, there's not. I swear when my house is clean, I feel motivated to do more, like at-home workouts or organizing my closet. I just feel more productive, like I'm ready to take on the day. I totally agree. When my kitchen is clean and spotless, it makes things like meal prepping fly by. Clorox Sentiva provides a trusted clean with refreshing scents. Find your home's signature scent. Is it coconut, grapefruit, or lavender? There's a scent for every vibe. Step up your cleaning game. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Did you feel like it was hard to balance like personal life and career? Definitely. Um, I found that to be a a struggle. Yeah, definitely. It's more acceptable now in you guys' generation. And like now you can be in a relationship and be public with Mm -hmm. it and have a child. Heaven forbid I was able to have a child in my 30s. Are you kidding me? Like that was not an option. Hell no. Because what it was was considered like. It was. Back then, end, women, of a, you, end of a career. Yeah, you could not be pregnant on air. You could not. I still think that people have that mentality, though that mm, that having it, a baby means your career is over. Depends on the woman, but I'm saying, like, in an executive producer standpoint, no, it's not that anymore. Now it's welcome. Now it's like, oh, we can have the whole baby journey throughout mm-hmm. the whole entire thing. Now it's like more welcoming for mothers to be able to be in a public light and work on television and, you know, keep their careers and yeah. still raise a family at the same time. It's so messed up that that was such a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that, um, I wish that there was more information about freezing your eggs and there was more information about like when you want to make sure you take these certain precautions. Mm-hmm. When I first started television, freezing your eggs and doing all of that stuff wasn't talked about Mm -hmm. nobody i didn't even know that was an option you know i didn't know i honestly did not know um nor was anybody in in my community talking about that nor women in my community talking about that too so that's probably one of the biggest regrets because i didn't have a child or one i wasn't in a committed relationship like that to have one but two um i i chose my career so Mm -hmm. now i'm 41 and i'm like 
damn, who am I going to leave all these shoes to and these bags I've accumulated? It's stuff at the end of the day, but it's like your family inheritance, jewels or anything like that that you want to leave to somebody special. It's like, sheesh, damn it. I got to get on the ball now. Yeah, you can still have a baby. I can still have a baby. Yeah. Yeah, but it's more pressure now, you know. It's definitely more pressure now. You, There is a lot more conversation around this so that there's ever been before where it's like comfortable talking about, hey, like, hey, I want to I do want to focus on my career and maybe eventually I want the option to have a child. Exactly. But so I am glad that people are talking about it more. But you can I mean, have you have you considered freezing your eggs? So I, I literally am in this this situation now where my doctor told me, sure, you could freeze them. But the quality of them, you know, when you go to try to you know, match the egg with the sperm or whatever. Um, they're not great. So the quality, like you won't know if you got to get a good Right, embryo. like they say it's better for you to just try it naturally versus they, taking them out. And like- They say try naturally or just have an embryo, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like literally put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> so like imagine that, you know. We need we need the rock. Exactly. We got to get the yeah, rock. Yeah. We got to get the rock, which I mean – it is what it is, but it, it's for any woman that's in that in that position, you know, or anybody that's listening right now that's in their early 30s, go freeze your eggs, please. If you're undecided, you don't know, do not wait until your late 30s and 40 to try to go freeze an egg because mm-hmm. it's just going to be harder. Yeah, it's going to be harder. It's going to be harder. Like she straight up told me she was like, anybody will freeze your eggs, but nobody's going to tell you the truth about your quality of your eggs. And if by the time you go to defrost them. And put some, mm-hmm. you know, match it with a sperm if it's even going to be good or not. Go ahead and freeze them. But you don't know if you're going to have a healthy egg or a healthy embryo mm-hmm. from that. My option right now would be to match an egg with a sperm and have healthy embryos on hold until I'm ready to mm-hmm. have a child. Or have a child naturally. Try to have a child naturally. Oh, I see what you're saying. So at this point, freezing your eggs is not the best option. No. Freezing embryos is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting because I always... I don't know if toggle is the right word, but I always go back and forth with it because I have not frozen any eggs. Um, you're how old? 35. Go do it. Well, my doctor, I went and saw somebody and he like looked at all my stuff uh-huh. and said that uh, I have a lot of viable eggs. Uh-huh. And so he said, um, if I have a baby naturally by 37, I should be, you know, they can't guarantee anything. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I was like, I'm just going to do it as it comes because mm-hmm. I I want to try naturally. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, now it's getting later and later. Like, I'm going to be 36 soon. I'm like, at what point do I just like... So I went, when I was 38, I went to the fertility clinic and I was still very, very fertile. I yeah. still had great follicles and everything like that. Two years later, I'm now back into the process and stuff because I didn't do it back then, which I should have. And it was one of my biggest regrets not freezing eggs but two years later i go back and my number has cut in half and she's like what has happened in the last two years that your numbers have gone down like this to where it's like let's see how we can produce more follicles to get a healthy egg and so in just two years it dropped and it's like did they say why did you were you experiencing more stress no i mean it could be stress related it could be i don't know it could be anything she didn't really give me an answer to why but it was just the shocking drastic number drastic drop sorry um, so yeah, so that's why I say for anybody, like, don't wait, like, don't wait. Cause literally your things can change with it. And, and I feel fine. I'm right. I look young. I feel fine. Everything I eat very healthy. I'm like, you know, all of that stuff, all of the above. 
And then that. So I was like, that was like the biggest kick in the stomach of like, yeah. oh, yeah, you're not in your 30s anymore. <laughs> you're not young. You know, you, Mother Nature is like literally like figure it out. So that's why I say don't wait. I mean, granted, I could still I could still have a child naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's going to be more challenging to to do that. You know, mm -hmm. it's going to be Chinese herbal teas and acupuncture and yeah. all this, all the stories that you hear. It's going to be all of that. So if if I would have had like a batch of eggs, you know, on the side, I probably wouldn't be stressing as much about it. Yeah, I think it's just having the security of like, hey, it's just it's, security because I go back and forth if I even want kids. But it's like a lot of people say I, I got to a certain point where I was like, wait, maybe I do want them. And then it was like mm -hmm. I didn't do anything you about know, to set it. myself yeah. up for it. So yeah. um, I think that's great advice. And that was me, too. I went back and forth. I was like, I wasn't really sure mm -hmm. if I wanted a child. It's not until the last like two, three years, maybe I mm -hmm. could say like I'm. I'm older now and like I've done everything in my career yeah, like that you I've, wanted to do yeah. that I've wanted to do. I've been very successful. I want to be able to, I do want a child. Mm -hmm. It's like, and like I said to you, it's like you have that thought and you're like, Oh my gosh, I got all of this stuff. Where's the legacy going? Who mm -hmm. am I going to pour into or who's going to benefit from all these things, mm -hmm. you know, that I've created and have set a foundation for. So that's what you start thinking about. If not, Teddy is going to be one rich dog <laughs> in the San Bernardino, San Fernando Valley. He's he's going to be loaded. He's going to be good, you know. And just gonna in have, a mansion with bags have, and have, shoes. Right, bags and shoes that he'll be able to chew up and say, you know, whatever. Mom left me this. So <laughs> that's all that's love. But yes, freeze, ladies, go freeze your eggs. Do it for yourself. Don't do it for anybody wow, else. Yeah, yeah, that's he's great advice. Spinning right now. Yeah, that's, that's like I said, I have. More than half. Yeah, yeah. that's. Good. I mean, my I think doctor that's told to my doctor told me that too, though, because I was thirty four when I got it all checked, mm -hmm. and he said the thing about thirty seven. He said the misconception women have is when they turn thirty that their eggs drop drastically, and he said it doesn't happen until forty. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's what happened. I turned forty. <laughs> I turned forty. So then I was and like, so oh. I literally, I I thought you were younger than me. I'm like shook right <laughs> yeah. now. When you said you were forty one, because when you were like, yeah, it's too late. I did everything. Well, if I could have done that in my thirties, I was like, what? Yeah. Wow. I started this business. I started in a business like at twenty. I was twenty years old when I started radio. Wow. And then and it's been a great ride this whole time, and still going, still and going, still ticking. new chapters, still ticking, new adventures. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the one thing I do regret. I regret not freezing my eggs. I, I I really appreciate the honesty, and I think yeah. that's I, I think uh, a lot of people listening will be like, oh, that's the sign I needed to to mm -hmm. do it because I think a lot of people, especially now I that needed. people are able to talk about like, or oh, do do I want kids, and they're mm -hmm. they're comfortable enough to to say like, I don't know yeah. if that's what I want. It at least gives we we have the science and the the technology to have that safety now. So right. it's like take advantage of it if you're able to. Again, yeah, like I said, they weren't these conversations weren't being had. Yeah, yeah. when I was in my early 30s and stuff like that, nobody told me go freeze my eggs. Everybody was like, go to this doctor to get your breasts done. Go to this doctor to get, <laughs> get whatever sucked out of you. That's the LA. Good. Go here for Botox. Nobody yeah. said go go freeze your eggs, Roxy. Nobody said that. Or, but I also didn't even know that was a thing. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't even know. It was yeah, an like elite circle of white women that probably knew about this and i'm not trying to be i'm being funny but i'm like being real too it's no, like, yeah it wasn't talked about you know it just wasn't even didn't even all i knew was ivf that's all yeah. i ever knew i never knew about freezing eggs, yeah ever 
Yeah. yeah, it's just becoming a more popular conversation yeah. that people I'm are glad having. It is, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I'm glad it is. So go freeze your eggs, ladies. <laughs> go freeze your eggs. Aside from freezing your eggs, before we leave, because I got to eat these beignets, um, <laughs> what is there any piece of advice, personal career that you got that you're like, I want to share that with everyone outside of freezing eggs? <laughs> <laughs> outside of freezing eggs. Um, I think that it's it's literally... Whenever you go, whatever career you're in, whatever job you're working, you know, do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. So you treat everybody with respect because legit, you never know who your next boss is going to be. You never know who's going to be in charge. Or if you're in charge, you want to be that person that other people want to mimic and be like when they're in charge as well. So keeping great relationships have always been like a motto for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the gigs that I've gotten was literally through either relationship or a good reputation, mm-hmm. I would say, you know? Yeah. They're like, oh, she's cool. She's easy to work with and mm-hmm. she's not going to be a problem, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I would say I would say that, especially in this industry, mm-hmm. because you just never know who's going to be the next executive producer or executive programmer or whatever. You never know. Or who's going to be the new talent. You just you just really never know. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, be nice to everybody. Yeah. It's a golden rule. <laughs> Literally like, be yeah. nice. Yeah. You just never know who who can hold your future next. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, that would be my biggest advice. I love that. And then I go freeze your eggs. <laughs> <laughs> All the ladies. I'm so happy that you scrubbed in. I'm so happy yeah. you got to meet before Likewise. you scrubbed in. Likewise. And um, I... I'm a fan of you and Tanya has been a fan of you yeah, for a long time. So. I'm so happy that you came on. I'm, I'm always, I've admired you for a very long time and I'm always inspired by you. So I'm gra- really glad that you got to share your story with the scrubbers. No, I'm glad I came here. Thank you. It's about time you invited me to. God, <laughs> waiting. I've been waiting to scrub in for a while now. She didn't want to invite me. So it's fine. And we have to no. set up our play date like very soon. No, yes, that we do because he's going to be coming back from doggy, doggy boot camp soon. Yeah. So hopefully he's, a well-mannered little boy. I know you mentioned it before, but where can everybody follow you? At Roxy Diaz, literally across the board. I've been lucky to have the same handle for, for all of them. Well, because your name outlets. is spelled R-O-C-S-I. Yes, R-O-C-S-I-D-I-A-Z. Instagram, Twitter, Lemon8, if you're on there. <laughs> I remember I'm when I first got like paired, when we were doing a far first show together, I was like, how do you pronounce her name? Ro- Roxy. I get so many different... Roxy, I was like, oh, oh, that's what it is. In retrospect, I probably should have spelled it easier. No, it's (laughs) so good. It's it's unique. Yeah, it is. I love it. I think it's really cool. Thank you you for scrubbing in. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 script. 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york want to know where all the spring savings are this year 
Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. Yes. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps get them through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P.com.